going on, everybody? It's your buddy, it's your pal, Spaz Phoenix, along with Kristen. It's Flix Fix. We're talking about Marvel stuff. Kristen, you haven't been on forever. How you doing? Yeah, moving sucks. <laughs> but moving but is... The process, the process of moving sucks. The end result is awesome. We've already discussed this, though. You've moved. The moving yes. is done. The unpacking is happening now. Everybody yes. in the comment section, tell Kristen, as long as all her boxes are in the house, she's moved. That part's done. It doesn't feel like it's done. But... <laughs> it's definitely not done done, but it's kind of done. We're, we're, we're getting there. So. I'm on my uh, I'm on my boyfriend's setup right now. I, whatever his works. Is nicer. His, his is nicer than mine. Well, what can I say? I said to you before we came on the air, I said I got Jake back this week for the NXT stuff. I got you back uh, tonight. I got Guapo back in a couple of weeks to talk AEW. All my co-hosts, guys, in the comment section... I, I couldn't ask for better co-hosts. This is awesome. But we don't have the topic that I initially wanted to talk about tonight because I had planned to talk about all the Marvel stuff that came out of Comic-Con and then next to nothing from Marvel came out during Comic-Con. Yeah. <laughs> except for one movie. Uh, so we're going to talk about that one movie, seeing as it's coming out literally next week. We're going to talk about New Mutants, but we're going to talk after that Well, more. you know what's funny about New Mutants is that they don't... Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I, I keep interrupting. That's entirely fine. I think we're just happy that we finally got a night that worked again. Uh, exactly. I just... Um, very simply, because there's only one movie to talk about, and it is just a preview, I wanted to see what else we could talk about. And I just wanted to talk more in general about the idea that's floating around in Marvel, and specifically the MCU, about how the MCU is going to be darker, grittier, a little more realistic, not so bright and friendly. So we've got some other speculation on my part uh, for what we're going to see from Marvel if they're going to go down this dark path. But first... We're going to talk about New Mutants because it's the it's the thing that's most, uh, I guess, recent. It's coming up. It's literally, if you live in Canada, probably in the U.S. too, it's coming out on Friday, which for us, seeing as we're recording on Sunday, is like six days from now. I like how I'm looking at all the stuff for uh, Phase 4, and New Mutants isn't ever mentioned in Phase 4, so it's in a weird place where it's like pre-Phase 4. <laughs> It's got three and a half. I've done the looking into it, right? And as I say, as I always say, and there's that one it's guy in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Sort of. Sort of. Um, people in the comment section, I know there's that one guy that hates that I always mention Cinema Sins and I always mention Emergency Awesome, but these are my sources, so deal with it. This was supposed to. This was sort of like the last bastard child video of the Fox Marvel era. So it was supposed to be sort of, like, adjacent to the Fox X-Men, and it was sort of like, we, they were going to acknowledge that they existed in the same universe, but it wasn't going to cross over into, like, you know, uh, Apocalypse and uh, First Class and all those types of movies. It got taken over by Kevin Feige and the guys at Marvel, a.k.a. the guys at Disney, and they basically said to the creators of it that wanted to make it this super hardcore horror movie, but then had to pull it back because Fox had some concerns. Kevin Feige, this is through rumor and innuendo, so if I have it wrong, please correct me down in the comment section below, but Kevin Feige, who basically oversees the entire Marvel scope as a whole, was like, no, what you had was great, why did you pull it back? Which makes me feel really good. 
because mm-hmm. I really, you know, we've talked about it before. I know you're not the biggest fan of horror movies, scary movies, but I just no. The, but I'll probably go see this one. But the way Marvel has done it already, um, so many people have said like the the scope of the MCU is so wide that they can do almost a spy movie with the original, uh, or sorry, the second Captain America movie. They can do a like world bendy, magicy. Doctor Strange, they can do a proper, like, you know, us versus the gods thing, they can do a proper, like, Star Wars, spacey, Guardians of the Galaxy thing, like, they've touched on all these different sort of sub-genres, and it's just like, this is me, I'm a horror guy, I like fucked up movies, so please let them take a swing at horror. And then when we heard about the Doctor Strange movie, and how that's supposed to be a horror movie, uh, gave me some hope, and then you see this, which is now sort of being swept as sort of like the last remnants of the Fox Marvel era under the actual Marvel umbrella. And it just gave me a lot. And basically, they, all they did to change it was take the restrictions off. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't know. I want, I like horror. And there's so many, we're going to talk about it after we talk about this movie. There's so many other characters that open up possibilities for horror if they go that way. Uh, as a genre, I think they'll knock it out of the park. I think because it's gone through so many different hands, it's this, like, cursed, uh, is this movie ever going to happen uh, type of story. But you saw the trailer, I sent you the trailer, and I was basically the dickhead co-host that went, this is what we're going to talk about! Look at it! Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> talk so what, about Marvel stuff. So what? what's, like, initially, like, without any of the background noise and nonsense, just looking at the trailer for the first time, what are your thoughts? Um... I always like that when they take when they kind of take a, a chance on a different type of uh, genre, it makes it makes the Marvel Cinematic Universe less. It keeps it from going stale, basically. If it's the same kind of movie over and over, but this one doesn't look like it has any of the trademark Marvel stuff, which is what I call the like witty, Joss Whedon dialogue oh the even though even in the most serious moments we have to stick in an awkward joke yes it doesn't at least based on the trailers it doesn't seem to have any of that i mean you are dealing with a bunch of younger characters so i'm sure there's mm-hmm. going to be some here and there well there's going to be a quip but there's going to be some manifestation of immaturity within the characters at some point but i think it'll fit and so it won't stick out so much um, what else did I did I get from it? I don't know. It's I'm not I don't usually go for horror movies, but uh, I think this is going to be interesting, and I'll have to see if I can if I can brave the theater for it. <laughs> maybe take some, maybe take somebody with you. Yeah, I'll probably take Travis. With there you me. go. Probably go. Um. He'll be like, I don't know who any of these people are. He's not a he's not a big uh, well this Marvel the... or DC guy. Well, this is the thing, too, and this is where I sort of differ from a lot of comic book movie fans. You and I have, have done this conversation to death, I think. I enjoy horror, or I enjoy comic book movies based on the fact that I'm not going into them comparing them to a comic book. Like, I don't read up on the Infinity story to, to sit there and compare it while I'm in the theater or whatever. So when I see brand new characters, characters that I don't know, characters that I'm not familiar with, it's... It's, I have no preconception of it, 
So I don't know anybody in this story. I got a little bit of a breakdown, like I say, stealing it directly from Emergency Awesome, and we're going to get into that in a second. Uh, but there's literally no characters. It does have a lot of the same thematic stuff as the X-Men, whereas, you know, the mutants, you know, they're, they're not quite human. We need to keep them aside. We need to keep them segregated and separate, and it's, it's this big metaphor for racism. And so there's a familiar feel with brand new faces. And See, I th- I, now looking at all the uh, – I had to – just based on their powers, I had to kind of guess who they were. But now that I've actually, like, opened and see what characters are going to be in it, I know all of these characters from, from the comics. Sweet. So you're going to do what you usually do and fill in all the blanks that I don't know. I will say – I love that the people making this movie have a sense of humor about how long it's been getting it out. Like the Comic-Con trailer started off with that eerie rendition of um, Brick in the Wall. And it's just like the original release. This was suppo- this was originally like the first trailers came out in 2017. It was supposed to come out April 13th and then it just draws a big line through it. It's supposed to come out February 22nd, uh, 2019. They draw a big line through it. August 2nd, 2019. They draw a big line through it. April 3rd, 2020. They draw a big line through it. And then they announce at the end of the trailer coming out August 28th, 2020. And then in a little text bubble, it says fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just in the background of the because you know at the end of a trailer it usually has that big stamp on it that says coming whatever yeah. day but in the background you had I don't know if this is the trailer you saw but you have all these text message bubbles and all these tweets of all these people that are com- either complaining or just genuinely disappointed that a, that a date got pushed back again and again and again and the one in the center is like really snarky and it's like well it's really good to know that my grandchildren will be able to take their children to New Mutants so they totally flipped that on its head and just put August 28th. Fingers crossed. Hope so. <laughs> but, like... Come on, people. They do know there's a pandemic going on, right? Okay, but the pandemic happened in 2020, and we're talking about a movie that was supposed to come out in the middle of 2018. So That's true. Pandemic, some of it, the rest of it, like I say, it's been through several different hands. Um... The way I've heard it talked about by the people that have been interviewed, like, at Disney, at Marvel proper, at, like, sort of Fox under Disney now, is, like, the movie's kind of going to exist in its own bubble until they see what kind of reception it gets. And if the reception is good, they'll try to weave it in to the MCU as they introduce mutants and X-Men and all that sort of thing. So these characters could, like, it's almost an audition. For the characters to be like, here's a bunch of characters, do you guys care about them or not? And I really like that, because we're in the age now where, if people are loud enough about it, we get a completely different version of a movie. Like, uh, look at the the uh, Justice League Snyder Cut that's about to come out on HBO. Like, they gave the guy enough money to completely redo the movie as he wanted to do it, because enough fans were loud about it. So, just to come out and say, like, look, here's these characters... If you guys like them, we'll throw them in the MCU. I think it's a very 2020 take on it. And also, apparently, the main character, the main villain, is a big demonic ghost bear. So that's something. Not sure what that is, but maybe maybe I'll know later. <laughs> I was going to say, apparently, it's 
again, going from sources and whatnot, apparently the Demon Bear is, like, the first main antagonist in the first New Mutants comic. Oh, okay. And it just looks like, if you know, uh, if you've seen pictures of Eternity, where Eternity is just a cutout, basically, and looks like the universe, the Demon Mm -hmm. Bear basically looks like that, but in the shape of a bear. And if you, depending on what trailer you see, you see one of the characters in the movie taking a big stab down the one side of the demon bear that basically looks like it's made out of fire and smoke. So how you stab into fire and smoke, I'm not quite sure, but it is what it is. Um, Cast-wise, it's not terrible. I finally finished Game of Thrones, so my opinion on Maisie Williams is totally different now. Um, she's playing a character named Wolfsbane, who's mm-hmm. basically a werewolf. That's yep. fine. Uh, apparently all the, the jokes circulating around that is, like, the dire wolves from mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, and now she's a werewolf, whatever. Um, the other name that sticks out for me is Anya Taylor-Joy, who is the survivor from Split that actually ended up in Glass. I think she's really good. She's playing a character named Magic, who's, yeah. Col- who's Colossus's little Colossus sister. Is- yeah, she's Colossus's little sister, and she she does a lot of, like, sorcery-type shit. Yeah. Her My notes basically say, Colossus's sister, she can teleport, she's a sorceress. Uh, the rest of them are actors that I'm not familiar with necessarily, but they are apparently from other things, so I'm just going to throw them to you. I'm trying to look up what, I don't remember what her actual, because she's a mutant, but I don't remember what her actual, like, mutant ability is. She might just be a telepath. Okay, so Sunspot. Oh no, she has she her mutant ability is to is to teleport. That's her okay. thing, and the sorcery and stuff is is something she learned. Yes. Okay. So we have the character of she is the supreme. She is the sorceress supreme of the limbo dimension. Well, there you go. So if this does well, she pops up in the Doctor Strange movie potentially. Um, so. I have a rundown for Sunspot that just says that Sunspot stores solar energy and can turn it into starburst weapons. Yes. Which makes it basically the space station from one of the Star Wars movies. Uh, uh, he's, I mean, he's basically the, the human torch. Okay, fair enough. Uh, we have Moonstar, which is an illusionist uh, who has a lot of psychic manipulation powers. Yep. We have Cannonball, who has, like, unstoppable, unstoppable self-propulsion, and in every explanation I've seen so far, basically says, like, consider him, like, younger Juggernaut. Yes. Okay. Um, he's, a cannon- he's, a, he's a cannonball. He can't okay. get hurt when he thrusts himself forward. Okay, we have Celia Riaz, who apparently has been both a good guy and a bad guy. She's running this asylum that they're all in. This the asylum we're going to find out through the movie is apparently really a prison. It's something like it's not there to help them. It's there to contain them. Gets into that whole like anti-mutant she's propaganda. A mu- she's a mutant too. She's okay. one I'm unfamiliar with. Okay, so this you makes sense. take the this floor. Makes, this makes sense. She generates uh, force fields, and if you saw the trailer, they're actually stuck in some sort of like. There's a force field around the facility. Yeah. Okay, so that's literally generated by her, then. Um, uh, I mean, it could be. I assume it is. Yeah. Um, she could also be controlled by the demon bear, because apparently the demon bear can make other people do things. So even if she is necessarily a good guy, she may be a bad guy tool for the purposes of the demon bear. I don't 
really know. The whole story is she's testing on mutants, which is pretty terrible. So again, either she's a bad guy or she's being manipulated by the demon bear. Um, and then the demon bear itself feeds on negative energy and fear. So let's trap a bunch of mutants in a building with their greatest fears. Let them get really, really scared so he can have some fears to munch on. I don't know. <laughs> Well, it's part of a uh, it's part of a uh, Daniel Moonstar's uh, power set. She she can do illusions based on people's fears and desires. Okay. So I'm sure it's going to have something to do with when they bring her in. Okay. It's it's got a very Freddy Krueger vibe to it. It's not necessarily what's in front of you, but what I can make you think is in front of you, and then you'll get scared of it, which will give it power, which will make it more real, which will make you more scared of it, which will make it more real. <laughs> That's that's kind of cool. I I like I like dealing with the abstract stuff rather than like an actual fight. Sometimes it's like um, again I'm gonna toss back to uh, Doctor Strange as an example. Like the way Doctor Strange wins at the end of Doctor Strange isn't a fight. He just basically annoys Dormammu with a time vortex. So Here, you want to hear you want to hear the uh, her her origin real quick? I'll just do the first sentence. Absolutely. Uh, Daniel Moonstar is a teenage Native American born in Boulder, Colorado. As most mutants, da Danny's uh, mutant powers manifested at puberty. One of her first manifestations is the vision of her parents' death being killed by a demonic bear. That is literally the opening scene of the movie that they leaked. <laughs> literally. <laughs> um... I don't know. I think this is really fun. I like. I wish we had more to say, which is why we've we've sort of broadened out the topic a little bit, and we're going to get to that in a second. Uh, I what do I say other than these are like a whole handful of brand new characters that I really like. You seem to know obviously more about them than I do. You my, put uh, my my only concern with this is that you know they'll they'll probably be able to do it, but my only concern with it is that it's hard to invoke. A sense of fear from the audience, fearing for these people to live when they have superpowers. Yeah, but I mean, part of the fear, and this is the next thing I was going to touch on, you see uh, in most of the trailers, they're sitting around in a room, and obviously you need to have that one person that's like supposedly like new to the class, so that they can get a little bit of exposition in there, but... Everybody in that room has done something bad to somebody. Like, the dude, there's a dude in there that, like, burned his girlfriend, I think. And it's like, oh, all these things happened, and I didn't know I had these powers, and people ended up dead, and I feel terrible, and I'm a young person dealing with that, and all that kind of thing. So, if you have this big, powerful force, which is what the which is what the Demon Bear is in the previews that I've seen. Demon I wish Bear. we could call it something other than the Demon Bear, but there's really no other way to describe it. Okay, Mother Boxes. No. <laughs> um, a lot of things have released. The All Spark. <laughs> but, um... No, the Demon Bear. But A, you've got people that are young impressionable, don't really know what they're doing yet, haven't come to maturity as a person, let alone maturity as a, you know, quote-unquote superhero. Uh, they may have powers, but they don't really know how to use them. 
and they all feel guilty because they've done something and somebody died. So yeah, they have powers, but they're going to spend so much of their energy trying to keep that in check so that they don't do something terrible that they'll be more susceptible than an average person or an average superhero. That's the narrative I think they can play with. Because if you're going to play with people and what their fears are, uh, a lot of the way that conversation around the table goes, a lot of them have the common fear of, I don't want to accidentally hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I think it's good. I think the whole like yeah, if you're gonna if you sent the demon bear against the Avengers, it's not gonna be scary. But if you sent the demon bear after like just Spider Man or like the kid that Tony Stark gave a bunch of gadgets in his garage or something like that, or you sent the demon bear after Ned, if you got like Ned and Rogue and like the kid from the garage. And like young Spider-Man, and set the Demon Bear after them. You might be worried about them. Take away the Stark suit from Spider-Man. He's just there in the red pajamas. It's fine. <laughs> you know, just, just <laughs> there in the red pajamas. I mean, what was he in before he got the Stark suit? He was in red That's pajamas true. and goggles. That's true. Um, but yeah, no, like I think they could tell a lot. Like most of the X-Men stories, you could tell a lot of stories about like you know persecution and separation and and prejudice and all those types of things. Like they're all being locked away in this facility because they all fall under X category. Like the 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 metaphor for racism and sexism and all that sort of thing is right there. So you'll have built-in sympathy that way, built-in sympathy from like oh my god, I can't believe I can't leave here. Oh my god, I don't know why I'm here. Uh, I think there's a lot of reasons that uh, you could feel bad for them. And sympathy and fearing for somebody's safety and feeling sympathy for them can work hand-in-hand, especially with young characters. Mm -hmm. So I don't... I see what you're saying, and in a lot of other scenarios, I think that would be the number one problem of the movie. But, I mean, it's a gigantic flaming demon bear. That's scary. I'd be scared. I All right. What's our next topic? I mean, I just I just want to say one more time like I'm apparently a lot of the other people in this cast are from a lot of other well-known shows that I just haven't seen, but mm-hmm. as I say, um last time we spoke I was almost done Game of Thrones. I just finished Game of Thrones. Last two episodes are weak as fuck. But my opinion of Maisie Williams is through the roof right now. Uh, my main, uh, my main. I didn't ex- mind the last two episodes of Game of Thrones, but I also wasn't. I I started watching it. I kind of like I I skipped what I I skipped what I call the rapey seasons. <laughs> I'm gonna say that with the logic presented to us in that show, I could make a decent enough reason for anybody else to end up on the Iron Throne. Other than the person that ends up on the Iron Throne. Also, like, all the awesome people turned into assholes or got really lame. And that bothered me. Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just, I'm trying to be nice I about... I think I just wasn't as emotionally invested as other people. So I was like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I, I kind of was, because I was watching it in bulk. Like, but five... I think, But I think had I been emotionally invested in it... To that yeah. point, and I'd gotten an eh, it's fine ending, I think I'd be pissed too. I just I just came out of it like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? And I made a really, really bad comparison as soon as I saw the second last episode. It's like, okay, so one person of your community was killed by somebody in authority, and your response was to burn down the whole city. 
the parallels between that and 2020 don't need to be overstated. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> I'm just going to let that one sit. I'm not saying anything yeah. else. But I'm just saying, like, Arya Stark, it's weird. I, I will say it's weird when you see when you watch, like, ten seasons or eight seasons of a show and you see a character that you were introduced to as a child who's getting laid at the end is weird. It is a bit weird, it, yes. it, it is awkward. It is very awkward. But as an actress, I think she's fantastic. Like I say, Anya Taylor-Joy, I've only... My, my biggest, brightest, shining, like, memories of Anya Taylor-Joy are in Split and Glass... I think she's amazing. I think as an actress, she's got a little bit of a creepy element around her anyways. So if those are sort of the two of the characters that I know, and you're building the rest of the cast sort of in and around them, I think cast-wise, you're all right. Uh, a lot of people seem to know the actress that's playing Celia Riaz. I can't think of her name at the moment. But apparently she's got a resume and arm long. Um, even if it's not great, it looks like it's been put together great even if it comes out to be a super simple story even if it uh, comes out see. alice uh braga yeah i think yeah i think she that's was it. in uh she was in i am legend she was in uh the 2010 predator predators movie okay oh presently she's in queen of the south tv drama no idea no idea but I'm well, what I'm what I'm trying to get around to, and I'm not saying it very well, is even if it's the super simple like, oh my God, we're all these different people from all these different places, and we got to band together to fight this big scary thing. Even if it's that simple, it looks like it's going to look and feel awesome. And I will take a simple story if it looks and feels awesome and gets me to like these characters. I think so as well. And you know, most of the general pop populace. Uh, doesn't understand that the mutants are in the, the comic Marvel universe and then not in this one. And Marvel's had to do these whole workarounds because they didn't have access to the word mutants or, or any of the right. characters because of Fox and everything. So. Well, the whole, like, they couldn't use Silver, it, it, Surfer, Silver Surfer, so they had to use Hulk to tell the world that Thanos was coming. Yes. Like things like that. The only thing is, and I think everybody said it at least once, like, okay, good, now we've got the X-Men, now we can do mutants, now we can throw all these other characters in there. It's like, okay, you've just had 23 movies of a world-conquering event called the Infinity Saga. you got to do a whole lot more workaround to explain where these people were while all that shit was going on. Uh, the mutant stuff I could probably let go, just because it's, you know, it's a bunch of kids, blah, 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 they're just trying to be normal. Oh, I just maybe, I, I meant I meant maybe. when they bring in like X Men and shit like that. Uh, I think you could do X Men by bringing in like like the concept of the team of X Men being like uh, after after all this shit happens and after Tony Stark dies and everything and you know nobody's seen Captain America in a while we don't know if he died quote um, just the idea that they were like. We have these powers. We could be doing something about this. And the idea that the lack of an Avengers forms the the basis of of the X Men, just a group of people that are like, we have these powers. We could do something. We could be helping people. That could be something, or they could have a a physical world event like a 
I don't know how much of Shield you saw, but in the early seasons of Shield, where like they first found like the the Terrigen crystals that made people like that unlocked their dormant yeah. mutant stuff, they could do like another world like. It would be a little cliche, but like, oh my god, there was this earthquake, and this particular crack of earth had all this whatever in it. Or, the other theory that I've had, I've heard people kicking around, is over the course of Infinity War and Endgame, there were three snaps that affected the entire universe. Like, there's the original Thanos snap. Oh yeah, and you never, and you never know, like, the one little detail that, like, right. doing all of that, like... You know, like butterfly effect. Right. Well, they had the they had the Thanos snap, they had the Hulk snap, and then they had the Tony snap. And they there's the idea that either you know these people got blinked out of existence and came back different, or just the the powerful force that it sent through the universe unlocked a bunch of people's powers. But that really that really does as cool as that would be because you want to have rippling effects from this section of the MCU that's now finished, it does feel like a, hey, we had a problem, and this is the solution that we pulled out. Well, but, there's, a, there's a large majority of, um, I mean, I'm not sure if I'm pulling from comics or from I'm pulling from, uh, like, early uh, X-Men cartoons and stuff like that, where the X-Men wasn't like, a big thing that the public knew. Like, they were almost like, uh, like, kind of like, semi, like, black ops type of thing. Like, they oh, just going like, around doing shit like the Avengers. Like, sneak in, quietly solve the problem, and fuck off. Yes, basically. And they were trying to keep the idea of mutants, like, kind of underwrapped. Under wraps, kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Um, a majority of people. A majority of people are. Um, so. I also don't really. Be, there could be a something like that, and then once this whole uh, Thanos thing happens, then they decide we're gonna we're gonna come out into the light. We're gonna be. We're gonna show that we're a force of good. It's gonna be their moment of inspiration. Yep. Yes. Okay. They no, I could. Because I've heard a very similar thing. Because. Um, the idea of bringing they're not that I've heard of it, heard that this is happening, but the idea if like Marvel was going to bring in somebody like the Fantastic Four, um, having the Fantastic Four, I want to say this, I got this from uh from Movie Bob or something, right? Uh, off of the Escapist, um, the idea that like. The Fantastic Four's origin story is that they were out in space, they get hit by, like, this solar radiation kind of thing, and that's what gives them, like, their powers and stuff, and that based on that, they could be like, well, the solar radiation also, like, kind of froze them in time kind of thing, like a Planet mm. of the Apes type thing where they left, and then they came back, and it was, like, several years later kind of thing, and then being like, what the fuck? So that not only they have these new powers they have to deal with, they're also, like, in the wrong time, basically. Okay. See, I, like I say, I only have the uh, the movies to reference, and I know the Fantastic Four movies aren't great. But I think you get around the Fantastic Four a lot easier, because in both, excuse me, in both iterations that we saw in the past, they were, like, regular-ass people, and then something happened to them. Right, mm -hmm. I think I think you can do a story like that at any time. You could even tie it in as eh, four lab workers at like Stark Enterprises or something like that. Right, very very easy tie in there. I think the difference between that 
where something happens to these people and they turn into this can be plucked out of the time at, at, where you don't really have to say, oh, where were they before? Well, they were regular people before and now they're this. The comparison to the mutants is like supposedly the mutants are like, you know, quote unquote, born that way. And they like, you know, they grow up as little kids and they're traumatized and they have to grow up into what they are and whatever. Well, basically, That's... it's like they always explain mutants as like the next step in evolution. So at some point when we were, you know, when when early man was still very ape like, one of them was able to like maybe not walk upright uh, but, you know, able to walk taller, and then you bred with another person, and then all of a sudden, now, there's a group of people, a group of them that are able to walk upright, kind of thing. Where it's just like there's enough genetic mutation to, like, turn the key on it, and now you can, now this is the stru- now this is the body structure that you have, kind of thing. I just want to and say so, right now, you know, for, enough, for... enough breeding, somebody, you know, <laughs> jet, jet, genes get mixed up and now somebody has superpowers. For anybody else out there, this has been Kristen's TED Talk on evolution. Turn the key and then there was people. I could go into way more depth about this. I'm trying not to <laughs> bore the fuck out of your audience. I have I a just... degree in this bullshit. I know you do. I do. I, that's what I'm saying. I was a... We turned the key and then you there was people. The and there's, there's people I just, walking upright and shit. I just think there's a lot where the criticism has come in or where people are already making their pre-criticisms of like, well, where were the X-Men before now? I think that's a slightly trickier thing to get around than the Fantastic Four thing, where it's just like, boom, this happened to them and now they're this. I think, I think, that it, I think it's the idea that, like, one... Because most of the time when you become a mute, when your mutant powers manifest, you're like a kid. Right. And so, you know, how many, yeah, I mean, you know, how many movies have we seen the kid where like their parents are like, oh shit, you're weird. Don't, no, don't, don't show people that. They'll, they'll freak out and they'll call you a weirdo and shit. Have you seen the movie Brightburn? So, no. Go watch the movie Brightburn. It's like darkest timeline Superman and it's fucking great this kid in a really shitty mask and with a blanket around his shoulders and he's like fucking shit up (laughs) it's good woman gets a big glass shard in her eye and you get things from her point of view where like half the screen is just red and it's cheesy as fuck but it's also so good nope nobody's a good person everybody's a bit shitty it's kind of like watching house of cards where you're looking for a hero that sounds very house of cards (laughs) it's very house of cards where like the main character that's supposed to be superman and everything's like red and blue like, the, the the subtle hints to Superman are not subtle at all. It's just great, because it's like, there's nothing but, like, impending doom and sadness and violence. And it makes me happy, because I'm a terrible person. Anyways, so I think that's our roundabout conversation about the New Mutants. We're probably going to come back at some point and talk about it when we actually go see it. Yeah. Um, as a, as a little bit of a programming note, I'm going to... We talked about this before we came on. I'm going to throw together whatever we find to be of use from the DC fandom thing and talk about some cool shit going on there, because there's definitely some cool shit going on there. Mm-hmm. But sort of transitioning off of New Mutants and staying in the MCU sphere of conversation, uh, the biggest talking point that I've heard for a little bit now is that the MCU in Phase 4 is going to be a lot grittier, a lot darker, a lot more serious, a lot less happy, a little bit more heavy. A lot less Joss Sweeten. 
Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get some Batman in our Marvel, I think is what's gonna happen. I don't but, know how I feel about that, because I do like kind of like the serious yet lighthearted tones in Marvel, but Yeah, but there's some we can pull out some very clear examples of where shit might have should have been serious. Well the uh, well here here's the thing that I this is why I like it the way it is, is because yeah, they're silly and goofy and whatever, but then when like the big moments hit and there is no joking around, there is no I mean the biggest one for that's when Tony dies, basically. Yeah. It's like a real grounded it makes those moments bigger because yeah. they decide to take the tone that they take. And, like, you, you've always referred to it as being really quippy, and I don't mind it, but it's just, it sort of went over everything, and you just, like, whereas we said it's before... It's why a lot of people, uh, per, it's why a lot of people were a little down on Age of Ultron. It was very quippy. Right, but, and this is the thing, like, we talked about before, like... Uh, the MCU does this great job of attacking all these different genres and taking things in slightly different directions, but I think what it does is it puts this nice little comforting blanket of this Marvel brand of comedy over everything, and you're like, even when I went to see Infinity War and Endgame, and you got into these moments that were serious, and I'm like, I, please don't drop a stupid joke in here. Like, just don't, like, and I don't want to be watching that with, with that sense of like, eh, this is awesome, please don't ruin it, I get enough of that in wrestling. Uh, I think they pull back a little bit, and a lot of it depends just on, like, what characters uh, they're going to bring in. We just talked about New Mutants, a bunch of kids that don't really know what's going on, who are being persecuted because they have powers and are imprisoned, are not going to be happy people. They're going to be like, fuck this shit, we're going to go kill the demon bear, but we're also not happy about life. And that will make the happy characters look happier and the fun characters. And it'll, it'll make Ant-Man more funny and you want to go hug Paul Rudd and maybe stay away from the angry kids at the insane asylum. But I think that balance or that contrast helps everybody. I think a little less of the Marvel brand of, of comedy over everything will... I don't Give think I don't think um I don't think uh straying away from the Marvel brand of comedy is going to hurt something like New Mutants because because the other movies are so good I feel like this is a good thing but this is what having something like the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh as established as it is right now does for when they decide to do something that's you know, a little off the beaten path, I would say, like, New Mutants, or a lot of people would say, like, uh, like Doctor Strange was a little kind of off the beaten path based on your typical Marvel flavoring. Because it's attached to this Marvel Cinematic Universe, one, people will go see it because it's like, well, I have to see this one because if I don't, then when fucking Thor 7 comes out, I'm not going to know who this character <laughs> kind of bullshit. And that, that kind of, like... <laughs> The not fun part of it, but also the idea that because it's attached to this continuity, they can take more of a risk Thank on you. some of these side projects. Say. Yeah, they can take more of a risk on these side projects because even if it, like, bombs, which it won't because they've got the formula, like, down pretty pat at mm. this point. Um, I mean, even the worst movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe Captain America. are are just fine. 
They're like they're not awful. Yeah, and the thing they're is, just, like they're you... just fine. They're not your favorites. They're not ones you'll watch over and over again, but they're fine. But the thing is, though, like because Marvel has, like you say, it has like this ingrained following now, this fan loyalty now. New Mutants could bomb. New Mutants could be like the worst failure oh God, in the history of could, Marvel. It it's not going to stop people from going in November to see Black Widow. Exactly. They, it, they have sort of like it, it, it's, it's a safety net kind of thing. They're able to take these risks with some of these uh, different different uh, movies because of the fact that they have such a strong base. Yeah. Because they know, like you said, because, you know, they might not like New Mutants, but is that going to stop them from going and buying Disney Plus so they can watch Falcon and Winter Soldier B2 buddy-buddy cop movie, basically? I have Disney Plus. No. I have Disney Plus and Crave and what else do I have? Netflix and somebody else in this house has Amazon Prime. <sighs> COVID's killing all of us. Mm -hmm. Um... But anyways, it keep you from going and seeing Thor, uh, no. Love and Thunder. No, it's not gonna keep. New you know what the thing was? You, from you know what the that. thing is though, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little tiny tiny little ramble here on Disney Plus for a second, because they were saying for the longest time that depending on how long COVID went, depending on how long things were all locked up and whatever, Disney Plus might drop New Mutants and uh, Black Widow straight to the service just because they can't afford to not, because it has to go in line with their shows and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? That that is, a, that is a tactic from one point of view. It's going to get more people to buy the service. Good for them. They're going to get the money that they want. But also, you're giving people in some of the shittiest times ever some Something free movies. To do. And then you, you hear that they are doing that with Mulan, but you still have to pay a movie theater price through your Disney Plus to watch Mulan. I'm like that's see, a bit that's a bit shit. <laughs> see, that doesn't bother me because I'm like, well, I mean, because they were hoping to get movie tickets off of that, and people buying dis there. Let's be honest, people aren't going to buy Disney Plus subscriptions just to watch Mulan. Like if no. like, well, maybe make Mulan better, and they will. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not saying anything because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, not gonna, mad I'm not... enough about I'm not mad enough about it. I understand why people are mad about it. But then there's, like, a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, no, oh, right. No, plus. but, like, it just it just, it just takes away the, all the credit that I was giving them. It's like, oh, look at these guys. They're willing to give us, like, all this extra shit that yes, they would have. they're willing to give it to you, but not for free. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, they're, they're taking a big loss to give us all this content in a time where we all need it. And it're like, well, no. Like, if... We're not just giving it away. If we were still in 100% lockdown and there was no theaters open right now and New Mutants came out on Disney Plus in six days or whatever it is, and uh, like I had it there on the service and they wanted me to pay, like I don't know how theater prices are down there, but theater prices up here are ridiculous, I'd be like, mm, mm -hmm, maybe, maybe, I probably will, but also not as nice as I thought you were. And I mean, Black Widow. Maybe I'm just cynical about it, so I'm yeah. like, mm, yeah, I, that, that makes sense to me that they would be like, well, no, you gotta fucking pay for it. I don't know. I mean, all, all the movie theaters around here right now that are playing, like, replayed 
stuff. Like I told you before, we were they're playing like the old Jurassic Park movies, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. They're playing like Inception. They put Invisible Man back in the theater, and it's like, come on in for five bucks. I'm like, all right, cool. I doubt they're going to do that for the new movies. No. They're just trying to get some cash flow back through the building, which is also fine, because the theaters need to make money, too. The theaters are in much worse financial shape than Disney is. I'm That's sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Love Disney+. Plus. Well, and But, there, but... there's a lot of people that are talking about how this will be like, if this if this formula works where they release it on Disney+, Plus, uh, release it on Disney+, Plus at the same time as the theaters, if this model ends up working out, then it's going to be fucky. For, but there's, I, I feel like there's always going to be people that are going to want to go to the theater. This guy. The movie theater. This guy right here. I no, Nobody can see it, but I'm putting my hand up. <laughs> my mom is that person, too. My mom's been wanting to go to the movies for I a just, while. She's like, you know, I'm, I'm done with watching stuff at my house. Well, it's not only that. Like, before all this bullshit went down, it's like a reason to get out of the house. It's something to do. But also, even if you go see the shittiest movie, which the last one for me was Terminator Dark Fate. Piece of shit. Don't watch it. I don't recommend it. But, like, even if you go see Dark Fate... The, the experience, or whatever you want to call it, of going to the movies is still a thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I got into it uh, a couple years ago, because I used to look at it as a big social thing. I used to look at it as, you know what, me and my friends are getting together, and we're going to do this. What are we doing tonight? This is what we're doing. We're going to the movies. Or, I'm yeah. going to a movie because this is something I want to see. How many people am I going to drag along with me? But I got to a point where it became a solo thing for me. And what I would do, because there's a theater between my work and my house, is I get off work at 3.30, I would look for whatever show was playing at 4, not even really care what it was, and what it did for me is it, like, mentally drop-kicked my brain into the weekend. Mm-hmm. And it was the nicest thing ever. And I get off work a little e- earlier than most people, so you got a nice, semi-empty theater, you know, kick off, you know, shake off the work day, go to the theater, catch a movie... Even if the movie sucks, like I say, you've got the theater experience, and then you get out, you still have some day left. Theater's great. I I am so looking forward to next Friday, because I'm probably going to go see New Mutants. I like the theater. I will always go to the theater if given the chance. Plus, like, you got shit that, like, you have to see in IMAX. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, I would not have downloaded and watched Infinity War on my phone. Like, people can fuck off with that shit. Like, oh, I'll download a torrent later. It's like you're you're a moron. I'm sorry. Anyways, yeah, that some people like that. But... That was quite a tangent. <laughs> so, going forward, phase four. It's going to be darker, darker. It's going to be grittier. It's going to be a little bit more serious, a little more down. That's mostly, or at least in my opinion, it Isn't has. Isn't that really fitting with how this year is, anyways? Uh, is it not? Is it not? Um, the tone of the movie. Most mostly is going to be determined by who's in the movie. So I've got a couple of characters here, and I mean you can feel f- free to throw some in as well um, that I want to see are either characters that we already know that I want to see more of, or characters that we don't know in the MCU yet that I would like to see in the MCU. And the first one is Loki. Oh, he's getting his own movie, so he's getting his own show. Yeah. But his show is, like, the version of him right after the Battle of New York that never really became a good guy. Yeah. So you got to imagine this is the guy that was about to be arrested, about to be taken back to Asgard, so that's a bit of a bitch. His, his uh, what do you call it, 
uh, escape had to do with grabbing the Tesseract and, like, blipping into another reality. So his life was so shit that he had to blip himself into another reality, may or may not, at some point in that timeline, find out that another version of him died. We're talking about a quite powerful, quite magical, quite sinister person. Now, combine that with the the finding out that, hey, another we saw another version of you die. If he has some kind of mental break, he could become a really scary character. Mm-hmm. And just wreak havoc all... Because, first of all, face-to-face, um, really scary character. If he decides to, you know, do all of the things that he can do rather than just being a smart-ass asshole like he has been in the movies, if he decides to actually focus that, you know bring the sarcasm down, bring the aggression up. Not very hard to turn that into a terrible character. I mean, I don't know. It's going to be all over the timeline and all over the different dimensions, so I don't even know where to start. I was hoping that you know some of his other shenanigans from comics <laughs> that you could throw in here. Um, well, what... I mean, there's there's a lot of shenanigans when it comes to Loki. <laughs> So, of those many, many shenanigans and all your depth of comic book knowledge, what would you like to see happen on screen? I'm not sure. I'd have to go through the... uh, I mean, there is several instances where, like, Loki is female. That would be interesting to see. Fair enough. Just because I'd like to see who they casted for it. For so no you, other reason. So you want to see who Marvel thinks the female Tom Hiddleston is? Yes, basically. Eh, okay. That's... Loki's not really my uh, forte, so... Okay, fair enough. I mean, I hope, like, because we... What did we do? We lost Loki, we lost Gamora, we lost... Obviously... Except that we didn't. Because Gamora's still alive now. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, like well, it's we... the timeline. It's the timeline of Gamora that never met uh, Star Lord. Star Lord, yeah. He's Star Lord, damn it. Star Lord, damn it. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, if we're gonna just keep a character alive by keeping the younger versions of, or the the previous iterations of them in, there's no reason Loki can't pop back up in a movie. I guarantee mm-hmm. you. In the what's the new Thor, the Love and Thunder? Yeah. We're gonna have Lady Thor, etc. Um, I guarantee he's there for at least a cameo, because this is the version. That, like I say, this is the version that never became a good guy. This is the version that knows that another version of him died, and if he knows that Thor let another version of him die, there could you could have a whole like revenge arc there, if they wanted to. And I kind of want to see it now. I'm talking well, my I'm talking myself I, into it. I wish I would. Well, one, I don't normally like kind of speculate on what these movies are going to be, just because uh, I try not to throw myself in what I am now calling the Star Wars trap, where you have this idea of what you want it to be, and then when it's not that, you become angry and disappointed. Yeah. But also, right now, because you know, with the exception of a Spider-Man: Far From Home. Like, Endgame was the last, like, big thing, and so everything's kind of open. There's no, like, villain they're working towards yet. There's no, like, overarching, like, uh, like, fighting the Infinity Stones. There's none of that. 
And so it's just really wide open possibilities-wise. And I think it's going to be sort of an everybody-go-to-your-own-corners thing for a while. I think they need, I think they need that. Because I think they there need is, everyone go to their own corners. There is no Avengers movie in Phase 4. That's not to say that, like, one or two characters won't work together. Obviously, we're going to talk about one in a second, where people are sort of teaming up, you know, sort of buddy cop style, like uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. But there is no big Avengers team-up event in Phase 4. The next Avengers, which... Right now, I mean, I'm sure they'll call it something else, but right now it's just on the schedule as Avengers 5 is at the end of Phase 5. So they got a lot of ground to cover. Obviously, they got a lot of new characters to develop. They got to intersperse their stuff between the Sony Marvel stuff. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of... As much as they will all be linked, I think there's a lot of individuality uh, is going to be the big thing in Phase 4. I think that'll be a good thing because uh, I've always been not fearful, but I can't think of another word of the idea that like the next generation of like moviegoers are coming and you didn't want to hit this point in if they're going to continue this Marvel Cinematic Universe, because why wouldn't they It's still making money? You were going to hit this point where this group of people that was too young to have gone to the theaters to see, like, Phase 1 or even 2 kind of thing. Be like, fucking, I'm not watching 27 other movies to know what's happening in, like, Thor 4. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do it. But since there'll be, like, a lull in the everybody's kind of going to their own corner, doing their own thing kind of thing, you won't need that as much you the last thing you'll have had to watch is probably both uh both avengers infinity wars movies yeah you also don't want to have the snowball effect right like we had the the six original avengers came together and then they came apart and then those avengers came together again and added a couple more people to the team and then they fell apart again and then they fought each other and brought even more people into the fray and they went apart again and then they got together with like everybody else in the universe for endgame now you don't want it to be an escalating thing of like how many action figures can we get on the tv at once Mm -hmm. So a little bit of individuality. There's going to be a lot of characters that we don't know of yet that are going to need their own individual time to grow. Like, obviously, we are getting uh, a younger Hawkeye. We're getting She-Hulk at some point. We're getting yep. we're getting Blade. We're getting Nova. We're getting all these people that like I don't have very much experience with, which is great for me because new stuff is new. Um, I'm sort of terrified by what they throw together at the end of Phase 5, but that's also, I think, 2023 we're talking about now. Mm -hmm. So maybe COVID will be over by then. Maybe. Hey. Maybe COVID will be over by then. Okay, so... Um, but yes, I think, I think it's a good idea that they're not, you know, continuing, like, the idea that you have needed to have watched all of these to know what's going on. And that you could, like, you know, kind of have a summary and then jump right back in. Right. Because I, as, as somebody, as somebody that, you know, 
you don't watch uh, very many, very many, if any, uh, animes, Spaz. No, no, I do not. But uh, for anyone in the audience that, that does watch anime, uh, a lot of people are like, oh, One Piece. So One Piece is, depending on how you like your anime, it's a good anime, but currently right now, I think it's on episode 800. So... Nobody's gonna like hop into One Piece right now. Like, fuck that. I'm not watching 800 episodes. Right. And I didn't want the uh, I didn't want the MCU to turn out to be something like that. Yeah, they're on season 20 <laughs> of One Piece. Yeah. I mean, I'm total. Uh, I'm, to- I'm totally hypocritical. I'm totally hypocritical. Episode- because the I lo- newest episode of One Piece is 936. Yeah, no. And that is what I do not want, you know, Marvel to turn into. Right. And it's like, I'm totally hypocritical because I loved everything Marvel did on Netflix. Even Iron Fist. But, but my brother is trying... I wanted to love Iron Fist. I know. I, I was so mad that I couldn't. Netflix broke your heart. It did. They broke my heart. But my, um, and you know my my views are vastly different when it comes to DC. I look at DC with not as much expectation as I do Marvel, if I'm honest. But my brother's trying to get me to start watching all the uh, all the CW DC shows, and he's trying to give me a map on like how all the shows go together. And I'm like, yeah, nah, that I'm, can be daunting too, as somebody I'm that like, nah, watches man. those. I'm like, nah, man. I tried to watch uh, Batwoman. Because it had Ruby Rose in it, and I think Ruby Rose is fucking awesome. And then I like missed a few episodes, and I realized that I didn't miss those episodes that I missed. I was like, meh. They were on other shows. No, it wasn't that. It was the case of, like, the shows that I watch, I will watch religiously. Like, obviously, wrestling fits into that category. Obviously, uh, Walking Dead falls into that category. Obviously, a lot of the Shonda shows that I watch fall into that category. All the... When Marvel did hit Netflix, I was blitzing through all of it. When, you know, when Mandalorian hit Disney+, Plus, I was watching it as soon as it dropped. But, like, my, my thing for a weekly show on television is if I miss more than one episode, and I'm not that affected by missing it, I start looking at, like, uh, am I really enjoying it, or am I just watching it because it's there? And I was kind of just watching it because it was there. And then I got the announcement this year that they replaced Ruby Rose, so I'm definitely not missing anything. Yeah. But, like, Marvel, on the other hand, like, even even the way they did the... I had to explain to a buddy of mine who just started watching the Netflix shows a little while ago, you have to have a little map. You have to have a little map, and in fact, I'm going to actually find it because my phone's right in front of me. And it's kind of like, hold on, say stuff and while I look. And then there was a lull. In it. Okay, here it is. Yeah, no, no, you got to watch Daredevil Season 1, Jessica Jones Season 1, Daredevil Season 2, Luke Cage Season 1, Iron Fist Season 1, Defenders, Punisher Season 1, Jessica Jones Season 2, Luke Cage Season 2, Iron Fist Season 2, Daredevil Season 3, Punisher Season 2, Jessica Jones Season 3, and then get really sad because they're all over. But like... I didn't get... I didn't watch season two of anything except for daredevil Mm. anything that came after um anything that came after uh defenders defenders deflated me too because i wanted it It was good but i wanted it to be something else i guess you wanted it to be tv avengers well no i did not want it to be tv avengers what i 
I think I never got over how bad Iron Fist was. And it didn't bring me back from Iron Fist. There were glimpses. There were small glimpses. You were you were you were defeated by Iron Fist. I was. I was very defeated by Iron Fist. Iron Fist broke me. Okay, okay. I got I, I got one for you. It because I love Iron Fist the character, which I would say is a detriment to a lot of these because if you're like you want the character to be like a certain way and then it's not, I can understand why you're like fuck everything about this. Okay, okay, I got one for you, and and then we're gonna move swiftly on. Basically, what basically what I wanted from Iron Fist is Joss Sweeten Iron Fist, and it didn't happen. It was like emo Iron Fist, and it was gross. <laughs> it was emo fist. It was emo fist, and it was gross. All I needed was like black fringe. I thought you said black friends there for a second. I was like, Mm-mm, no. No, I mean, no. I mean, Iron Fist does have a black friend, but <laughs> fair enough. Um, one thing, and then we'll move on to uh, my next example, because yeah, I diverted off of that one too, because that's what we do on this show. Yep. What, especially def- when the topic is broad as this. What deflated you more, Iron Fist or WWE? Iron Fist, hands down. Ooh. All right, moving swiftly on to something we know we're getting for a fact, something that they've said from the beginning is going to be a horror movie, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, a.k.a. the buddy cop movie of Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch. That'll be interesting. I want to see Dark Magic. I want to see a darker version of all, like, the... the, the... I'd be interested at how these two characters, like, uh, go together i guess yeah because they don't even in the big team up even in um infinity war and endgame they never really like came together as like magic bros or anything like that yeah so i think that might have been intentional because they knew they were going to do this uh i'm more intrigued honestly like obviously dr strange is great benedict cumberbatch is great um elizabeth olsen is great uh apparently they're making her a little bit more comic book accurate uh, after the WandaVision TV show, and, I mean, mm-hmm. you can f- fill in the gaps of what more comic-accurate Scarlet Witch is. <laughs> well, I mean, they're on a, in a real relationship. Scarlet Witch and Vision have, like, kids at some point. Yeah, don't they have, like, weird robot kids that Mephisto no, gave that's them? No, a, that's, a, that's a different that's a, that's a different one. Uh, Vision does end up building himself, or somehow, I don't know whether he builds it himself, or somehow acquiring, like, a wife that is, like him but female and then he does have like robot kids but no Wanda and him have kids one of them is like you know a spellcaster just like she is like all magicked up and whatnot. aren't they called uh, Wiccan and Speed yes okay and the other one's a speedster okay so he's basically like his uncle then yes that's fair um I mean people are saying WandaVision is gonna bring because it's all, like, reality warping and shit, it's going to bring back, um, what the fuck's his name? Maximov, brother that uh, died. Uh, Quicksilver? Pietro. Yeah, Pietro Maximov. Um, yeah. I could take or leave that, if I'm honest. Like, he's a speed guy, and they're leaning into, like, the magical, mystical dimension shit. 
and unless they're going to go full like flash with it, I don't know how that fits in. I'm much more intrigued by the idea that a lot of this is going to take place in the nightmare dimension. So as much as I'm intrigued on like, okay, you got these two magical characters and how well are they going to go together? And is she going to go like good with it? Or is she going to go crazy? I'm much more intrigued by, first of all, something called the nightmare dimension. And second of all, a character called nightmare. Well, in the comics, Wanda has such, like, kind of reality-breaking power. She actually is part of the reason that, like, uh, whenever Marvel kind of, like, hit a point where they were like, fuck, we have too many characters with superpowers, specifically X-Men. She did the whole No More Mutants thing. She did the No More Mutants thing, and they kind of, like, depowered a bunch of people. Then they slowly started bringing people back and everything, but... uh, I was going to say, you can... You can probably explain this, because I've only heard this in bits and pieces. How did the No More Mutants thing come about? Um, I want to make sure I get it right, so I'm going to bring, the, uh, I'm gonna bring the, uh, the page up. But basically, she does – She her, in this version, I believe her children die, and she goes kind of crazy. And uh, she's being manipulated a lot during okay. this point okay. and, like, has a psychotic break. Okay. Trying, like I said, I'm trying to. Uh, I want to find the specific uh, part where she does that because I uh, want to make it right. I think it's House of M, is what it is, with no more mutants. Da, da, da. Okay. Da, da, da. Sorry, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm trying to make sure I get the right thing. Uh, uh, realizing the Avengers and X-Men are seriously contemplating killing his sister due to her unstable power. Like, yeah, her kids die, Vision dies, and, you know, she, she slowly starts to have a psychotic break. And, uh, Pietro tries to convince her to create a world where everybody has their heart's desire. And... Uh, when she when she breaks that she makes that reality, she makes that reality, and when they finally kind of bring her back to sanity, since her brother and her father have been manipulating her this whole time, she uh, brings all of them back, brings it brings everybody back, and then decides we're done with this. No more. They're trying to. Um, Magneto specifically is trying to get her to create a world where there are no humans. That's just all mutants. Okay. And so then she decides no more mutants. It depowers 90% of the mutant population, including her brother and her father. And then she kind of like goes and lives a life of seclusion. And she doesn't really have a memory of anything that happened. So she doesn't end up using her powers for a long time after that. Because she doesn't know that she has them? Yeah. Okay. See, if they're, if they're going to make her have a mental break, I, I'm i kind of kind of steal this from other movies. You've seen the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, right? Yes. All three of them? Like Batman Begins? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know in the end where like the ultimate thing for Scarecrow is he's put all the, like, the fear toxin into the water supply and the whole idea is he doesn't have to do anything let Gotham tear itself apart 
because everything they see is terrifying and they don't recognize the people in front of them and then they get that weird like melting black version of Batman at one point and it's really weird. I would love to see her have a mental break and that ability she has to give other people hallucinations and visions and all that just sort of like blankets everybody around her and they kind of tear, tear each other up and have the same effect but not like hey I spiked your drink like hey I put out like a mental pulse through the whole world and let as as, as lazy as it sounds because she wouldn't actually be doing anything she'd just sort of be watching it happen let the world scare the hell out of itself I think if you're going to play off her having a breakdown rather than having her have the breakdown that just like destroys everybody have her have the mental breakdown that psychologically has the world take itself out a little bit. And then, obviously, like, the Avengers have to come back and reel her back in or something like that. Or, like, this is where um, Doctor Strange becomes, like, her mentor and helps her get it back in check. But to have that story of, oh, we got to help you get your shit in check, we first have to show what happens when your shit isn't in check. And I think that would be great. It would be like uh, Professor X having a seizure while he's in Cerebro. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that would be cool. I think um, using fear as a weapon rather than just making yourself really scary psychologically, I think that's that's great. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Um, when you start talking about like, oh, it's the nightmare dimension, whatever scary things we see in the nightmare dimension obviously aren't going to be there when they come back to our dimension. So they can't really fuck up too much. Because anything they do in that movie can just be like, oh, well, that happened over there. This is like the real world. Yeah. Uh, don't really have much else to say about Doctor Strange. Like, we pretty much, we sort of get an idea of where it's going, and I think the WandaVision show comes out first, and we'll obviously, well, we might... Well, and it could be, sorry, I, I just, this thought just hit me. It could sure. be interesting if how, well, New Mutants has already, like, happened is it, in, in I guess, in canon, storyline-wise. Right. That this would that the idea that uh, the new Doctor Strange would be maybe the mute, the reason why we see more mutants. Maybe it does the opposite of what House of M did. <laughs> so she says more mutants. Yes, basically. <laughs> I would love to see it where because new mutants. Uh, again, you're gonna have to correct me if I'm wrong, but new mutants is kind of like X Men adjacent. Yes. Like if if they do bring the new mutants into the rest of the MCU canon. Uh, I really do like Benedict Cumberbatch. I really do think he has, like, that vibe that could be, like, a mentor vibe. Like, he could be their version of Professor X. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mentoring them. Like, he could have, like, the school... Like, he's the he's the sorcerer or the master of the mystic arts. He could have the university of the mystic arts. You could have a really cool, totally separate thing. And it's like, okay, well, we hop dimensions. So anything we do in our... Doctor Strange and the New Mutants of Madness world doesn't affect the rest of the world because it's in another... It's in the... What do they call it in Doctor Strange? The Mirror Dimension. This is where we practice our shit. (laughs) So you could have whole movies like that and with Benedict Cumberbatch, along with, like I say, Maisie Williams, Anya Taylor-Joy, other actors that will probably get well-known just within those movies. You could have an entirely separate sect of your MCU universe and experiment with all kinds of shit while other people are doing, like, more earthy things. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Are we, uh, I think we should wrap this up. <laughs> I got a few more. 
I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to run through them quickly. You just give me a yes or no or how interested okay. you are or not. Uh, Got we it. don't, we know we're getting Blade. Uh, eh. Bla- Blade's going to be Mahershala Sweet. Ali, who's, who's pretty cool. Uh, he was the main villain in the first season of Luke Cage, and a lot of yeah. other people know him from The Notebook, which are not The Notebook, uh, The Green Book, which I haven't mm-hmm. seen. Uh, I like the Blade character. I like that we're getting vampires in the MCU. I made a joke uh, years ago when I did a video with you about Thor Ragnarok, when they talked about the, the, the wooden spike with three points on it, and it's like, it's yeah. only it's only really good if you're doing three three vampires at once, and I said, is it foreshadowing vampires? Now we have vampires. It's going to be good. Now, spinoff. Do we get a battle of the vampires at some point between Blade and Morbius? Because they're about to do Morbius in the Sony Marvel Universe. And those yeah. two those two universes are not entirely unconnected. No. No? I, I, I think now that Marvel has the rights to all this, they're going to try and, like, not totally cover up the Sony stuff, but, like, be like, we already did that. Moving on. I, I, I want, I kind of want to see it. <laughs> Come on, Mahershala Ali versus Jared Leto. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, it's good. Never got... Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> but he was such a good joker. Anyways. I'm um, going to that with a response. I, I like the Jared Leto joker. People are grumpy about it. It's fine. People that don't like the Jared Leto Joker don't like that movie in general, though. So it's like, what do you want? <laughs> um, one thing that I want to see, don't know if it's going to happen or not, I would love to see the Punisher in the mainstream MCU at some point if they bring in John Bernthal to do it. Yeah. Because he was awesome. Yes, I'm biased. Yes, I'm still following Shane from Walking Dead, even though he's been dead for years. <laughs> but Punisher... I will go out on a limb and say that Punisher was the best Marvel Netflix thing they did. Wouldn't know. Didn't see it. <laughs> That's what you get. Uh, but as far as, like, going against the nice, glossy, shiny, quippy MCU archetype, there's your character right there. Also, I kind of want to see Ghost Rider, the version of Ghost Rider that we got in S.H.I.E.L.D., who was not only the Ghost Rider, but also it was implied that he was learning how to do Doctor Strange shit because he could do the portals with his chain. Mm-hmm. So that could be, that's something, again, you could tie that into, like, the magical end of it. You know, put, him, put Ghost Rider in there with Doctor Strange and the Dark Mutants of the Mutant Academy. And uh, I want Venom to cross over. No. Nope. At, at least once. Nope. Because I want to see a fight between Venom and Hulk. Nope. I'm going to actually... I'm anti-Venom. No, 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 no. No, I'm going to show you... Okay, we've done this before where you've showed me, like, really weird shit. I'm going to show you one thing. Hold on a second. I guarantee it's not going to change my mind. No, it's not going to change your mind. It's just kind of awesome. Uh, and then there's silence on the line. Because Spaz disappeared. I did not disappear. Maybe they can bring him in the new Spider-Man movie. That's fine, too. They're going to make a third one at some point. Here you go. I'm going to send you a picture if my computer decides to work. Come on, now. You can do it. Ah. Nope. Headphones falling off. There we go. There we go. Hold on a tick. 
Is this this is work? great for an audio podcast. I mean, it's as good as it is when you do it. Yeah, but okay. I, uh, I, pr- I present so. you. I present you the Red Hulk infused with the Carnage symbiote and the Spirit of Vengeance. Oh yeah, I've seen this picture. I want that to be a movie. That and would Red be. Red awesome. Hulk isn't in the cinematic universe yet. That's fine. Because they haven't given Hulk any background. Because they were like, Ed, we did a Hulk movie, but we don't have to talk about that. Because they can't do a Hulk movie. There's some weird rights thing with Universal. That's why they gave him a storyline, like, over top of, like, the Infinity War and Endgame and whatever. I'm sorry, I want a situation where the freaking Hulk, any version of the Hulk is infused with a symbiote and the spirit of vengeance. I think... Like, too much. Strict, like, strictly on a visual scale, like that's fucking NWO amazing. NWO levels of too much. Oh my god, stop. And then that thing, whatever you want to call it, takes on the demon bear. <laughs> Okay. I am ending this podcast. No, you're not, because I need I need you to help me with one thing. Okay. I and this is the last one on the list, and I'm throwing it all the way to you. Tell me everything I need to know about Moon Knight. Moon Knight? He's Marvel Batman. That's it. That is Moon Knight. He's Marvel Batman. That's that that's it. Yeah. That's all you're gonna give me. That's all there is. That's all you're going to give Here, me. I'll pull up the Wikipedia just to be <laughs> sure, but he's Marvel Batman. <laughs> so his name is Woos Brain? Maybe. Actually, no, that... Mark Spector. Oh, good lord. Some of the actual, the comics, like... he's a former boxer, CIA agent, mercenary. Nice. That doesn't sound like Bruce Wayne at all. Who's... <laughs> Uh, who was betrayed by his employer. He stumbled upon an archaeological dig uh, and was empowered by the Egyptian moon god, giving him a second chance at life in exchange with being his avatar on Earth. So it's kind of like... Mystical Batman. (laughs) Mystical Batman, yeah. Alright, fair enough. I will say, um, and this is... This is probably the last DC reference I'm going to make on this Marvel podcast. Have you seen any art from any of the Amalgam comics? No. Okay. So, the little bit that I know, I think it's from, like, the 70s. There's, like, one series of comics that Marvel and DC actually work together on. And all the characters... Before you finish, in the Wikipedia, there is a section, a small section, that is just titled, Comparisons to Batman... There's so many people that it were like, oh, he's Marvel Batman. Okay, but I mean, you can... They had to address it. You can compare anything to anything, though. I mean, like, Alien 3 is basically the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> Alien, I mean, it's basically, that's what you said. It is that's what I basically said. Basically, the Shawshank I'll... Redemption. Completely out of context, but I'll own it. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what happened there. My computer just started a What Culture video. <laughs> that's that's always good, and it was really loud. It was like, stop, that. stop talking. No, 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 no. Hold on. Stop talking. Anyways, what I was going to say is, in the Amalgam comics, all the characters were com were a combination of a a uh, Marvel character and a DC character. So there's one character called Dark Claw that is the combination of 
Batman and Wolverine. Mm, his name and his name is literally Logan Wayne. And he looks like that. And that's yeah, a and that's and that's a movie I want to see. <laughs> Logan Wayne. Who like lived in Canada and then moved to Gotham and got experimented on with adamantium and then decided he was a bat and then his parents were killed. <laughs> I mean, that's how you would have to do it, right? I mean, obviously the best version of Batman would come from Canada. That's just a thing. I kind of want that to be able to... We're going to make a really, really dark Phase 4, and it's going to be headed up by Dark Claw because we're just going to stage an invasion on the DC head office or whatever. I That really didn't go anywhere. Anyways... So, I know you gotta go, because it's tired in here. I mean... Yes. It's also hot in Travis's office with the door closed. So open the door. No, but then you'd hear, like, fucking, what is it, a Knight's Tale playing in the background. Nothing wrong with Knight's Tale. I'm very... that's what they were watching, although I think they're in bed now. I'm very down for Knight's Tale. Knight's Tale's a good movie. It's not Marvel or DC, but we can do that another day. We haven't really we haven't really reviewed anything like funny on this podcast yet. Did we? Maybe we'll do the Knight's Tale eventually. Maybe. We got to do. Oh, did I mention? I'm getting tired and rambling now. We're gonna take a look at some of the stuff from DC Fandom and maybe talk about that next week or the week after. I think there's a lot more uh, substantial stuff to talk about in that. It's less speculative. Yeah, I mean it's it's more it's going to be more reactionary than just hey, what characters would be cool. But I didn't want to make this just about um, the mutants because I thought the San Diego Comic-Con online was going to give me a lot more than one movie that I gave a shit about. So this is what you get. You get new mutants and I think all the rest of the Marvel news that will be uh, more substantial. I don't think that's coming out till D23 and I don't know when D23 is. I didn't know that uh DC Fandom was this weekend until I started seeing reviews of it, so I will say that The Batman looks awesome, uh, Wonder Woman 2 looks awesome, uh, Suicide Squad I haven't seen a trailer for yet, but, I mean, it's got John Cena in it, and Margot Robbie's still in it, so that's something. Anyways, that'll give us something to talk about next time. Kristen, tell them where to find you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Black Cat Feline, you can find me on Twitter, Black Cat Feline. And, uh, yeah, and here, most weekends, well, not counting the last couple. <laughs> <laughs> most weekends, except for not. Except for I was moving. I'm sorry, I was moving. It was very tiring. I just want you guys to know, like, as much as I give Kristen a bunch of shit, like, every time our scheduling doesn't work out, I get a ridiculous and unnecessary apology from her. So while we haven't heard, so while we haven't heard from her in a couple of weeks, she is dedicated to this crazy wacky I, I, thing I, I, that we're doing i am very dedicated I was, spaz would send me a message be like i'd be like okay yeah we could do it this next weekend and then that next weekend would come there'd be a message about nine o'clock of my time be like hey i'm ready when you are dot 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 two hours later guess guess not <laughs> Try you again later, and I'm like, oh, fuck. It's basically like, well, basically, since we've decided that Sunday night is the recording night for this, it's like, so, next Sunday. Yeah, so, next Sunday, question word. I'm like, I'm so sorry, I fell asleep. But, I mean, you got real life going on, and for anybody that doesn't realize, you are 
in for the fun, wacky shit that we're doing here uh, as much as you are, then they're dicks. And yep. those of us that get it, appreciate it. Good to have you back. I got Jake back on Thursday. I got you back tonight. And I got Guapo to talk about AEW in a couple of weeks. So many so. co-hosts. So many co-hosts. And I mean, okay, Fabes out there somewhere. We'll find something to talk about someday. And yeah, one day all the wrestling companies are going to come together and make a movie, and I'm just going to get all you guys on here at once, and it's going to be terrible, because I can't edit for shit. Anyways, I've been Spaz, she's been Kristen, this has been Flix Fix. subscribe up there, talk down there, start a conversation, keep all these conversations going, don't be a stranger, I'll talk to each and every last one of you later, but for right now, me and Kristen are out of here. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>